What up, guys? All right, the last time I interviewed her, this episode went freaking viral with my badass homie, the beast, the one and only Roxy Safai. Just when you thought you can be more badass by having a black belt like she does, this woman is the epitome of a beautiful badass. When she talks about self-love and self-respect and self-compassion, it is not only with such grace, but with such ferocity. I've never seen a woman be able to hold two competing notions together. She really is the epitome of both. And today, guys, we go hardcore. And guys, I'm not saying hardcore to scare you off. I'm saying hardcore because this is the no BS episode on how on earth we build self-awareness, how we honor our relationships with ourselves above all others. We talk about how on earth we become worthy of the battle because the win isn't guaranteed. So today, how on earth do you keep falling? How on earth do you stay loyal to your authentic self and keep doing the hard shit? How on earth do you make sure that you feel worthy of the effort? So guys, let's go deep today with my girl, Roxy Safai, on how on earth we become Unfreaking stoppable. All right, guys, if this episode did bring you value and you want to support me and the podcast and Women of Impact, then spread the word, show the love, tell your homies about it, and let's all become freaking badass together. Oh, and also rate and review if you do, if you don't mind. So, okay, now without further ado, let's get started with my girl, Roxy Safai, on Women of Impact. Roxy in the house, <laughs> my girl. <laughs> Welcome to Women of Impact again. Thank you. Your episode went viral last time you were here. It was so freaking fire, and so I want to make sure we pick up with that fire and really go ham today. And the thing that I want to start with is a quote of yours where you say, "How much effort am I worth?" Mm. Yeah. Oh. How much effort am I worth? That one hit home hard to a lot of people. When you're in these moments where you have to do something difficult, where you have to try, where you don't want to do the thing, or maybe you're in the thing and you just got to keep going, you just, you got to ask yourself that question is, how much effort am I worth? Because you're putting the effort in to take yourself forward past that point for you to realize that it's your self-worth that's really gonna help you to move past that. Like just trying to connect those dots, I felt by sharing that was really powerful because I don't think it's so common to put those concepts together. Oh, this effort that I'm making is really connected to my self-worth. That is so powerful. And the reason why it's powerful is because today, I've taken one of your most viral quotes, which is, you said it here on the show, self-love is not making excuses. Self-love is getting fucking uncomfortable. Self-love is developing discipline. So when I hear the, it's about getting fucking uncomfortable, it's about not making excuses, it's about developing discipline, those are freaking hard. And so I wanted to start with that quote about, you know, how much effort are you actually willing to put in? Because 
in order for us today to really develop this self-worth that we're talking about, it's going to be hard. Yeah. People are going to want to scream at the screen at you as you're saying how hard the yeah. effort is. And so I think it all comes to the starting point is what are you willing to do for yourself? Yeah. Because once you decide, then you can move forward on everything we're about to talk about today of how mm -hmm. to get um, to really love yourself yeah well ultimately it all comes down to the relationship that you have with yourself right you have to feel worthy of the battle and the victory right because it's really easy to say i deserve this victory i'm worthy of this victory i mean and sure i wouldn't argue that but do you feel worthy of the sweat equity that you need to put in to get to the other side and when you can pivot your mind to put it, you know, to put your mind in that position of like, oh wait, this effort, albeit hard, something I really don't want to do, something I'm really dreading, or anything in that category, is actually me telling myself, hey, girl, you got this. I love you. We're worth this effort. We're worth trying. Let's see what we got. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a different perspective and to me perspective is is life it's what shapes our reality right we don't want to just be focused on this deserving and this worthiness of the end result because no matter what lisa whether it's a physical challenge whether it's a financial challenge an emotional challenge psychological any and all above there's going to usually more likely than not be some kind of challenge in front of your growth in front of something that you desire to experience and to actualize in your life. So when you can tell yourself like, hey, yeah, okay, this is gonna be hard or maybe I'm not looking forward to it or whatever, but I'm worth it. It just, you, it, it, it gives you a different frequency to move towards the challenge and maybe even feel excited mm. about it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like how many times have you been in a moment where there's a challenge that you actually feel maybe less afraid of and more kind of turned on by it, like just to see what you got, like your push-ups, which I love, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I do hear it, but it always takes that um, proof of concept. So now the proof of concept that I've had time and time again of doing the hard thing actually leads to amazing results, mm -hmm. makes me want to push hard, makes me see the outcome. But I'm just gonna be honest, in those moments, it freaking sucks. Like, yeah. like, and so we'll talk about that, right? We're going yeah. to, so guys, actually at home, let me say it right now. Yeah. We're gonna do some amazing practical exercises together where we can um, show people the strength between making things hard on the body to then making our mind strong. Yes. So we're gonna do some practical activities today sure. that we want everyone to join in. But what can we say right now? Because. If we say, hey, we're just about to do some pull-ups, people are mm -hmm. like, that sucks, I don't wanna do that. Yeah. Like, what is that convincing, if you will, yeah. where you can have, help people understand mm -hmm. that the hard thing is the right thing to do? Yeah. Because people, including myself, sometimes I do want the easy way. Yeah. I do want the easy way. Sure. But you say that there were no freaking handouts. Yeah, there's no handouts. Well, to, to self-trust to cultivating true self-confidence. I, I put emphasis on true, meaning mm. this is confidence that you have to cultivate from within, right? It's not like, oh, I'm receiving all these accolades and that's all great. There's a place for the external, but to me, and I know with you, it's that confidence that you can pull, that you cultivate from yourself to me. No, this is my favorite part about it, Lisa. Nobody can ever take it away from you because you've earned it, right? So. 
you know, when you are positioning yourself to do the things that are going to test you, that are going to challenge you. And even if you fail, like you don't hit the mark that you wanted to hit, right? Even if you just come up short or you hit a home run, it's just you making the statement to yourself like, hey, I'm not going to back down from the fight. I seek the fight, right? And I get it. Like, look, I like, this is not a life of suffering that I'm promoting. This is a life that is simply saying, I embrace every challenge that is on my path, knowing, thinking about challenge differently, knowing that me moving towards this challenge is me fortifying myself. Mm -hmm. The relationship that I have with myself, my self-love, my self-worth, my self-respect, my self-confidence, my self-trust, right? So it's, it's just reframing your whole perspective and approach towards doing the shit you don't wanna do. Straight up, you know? I love that so much. And so today we're gonna to take those three pillars that you said that really ultimately equal to self-care is yeah. addressing the excuses you're making, mm -hmm. right? Like calling yourself on your own crap, um, just being willing to get uncomfortable and then making sure that we develop the discipline that when times get hard, when things come our way that may want to steer us off yeah. course, we have the discipline to keep going. Explain to me the importance then between the act, the body yep. having like putting it under all the stress and the hard things that we're talking about and how that fortifies the mind. Yeah, it's such a great question. First of all, it's just important to really put emphasis on this. We're in a body for a reason. We're in a physical world, right? to discount this connection and to really to not have a connection with your body, a healthy connection with your body. In my opinion, you are, you're not able to really express your full potential in life. We are here in this symbiotic relationship. It's not just our psychology, but it is this physical vessel mm -hmm. that we're in, right? What I do, um, you know, and I have all various modalities of movement, right? Jiu-jitsu, uh, surfing, sprints, hit. On the sand. Yeah, the, the runs in the sprints in the sand, long distance runs in the sand, um, hit, you know, I just, I love to move, you know, hot yoga. But for me, it's always the deeper, yes, I do it to absolutely keep my vitality fortified, right? To age like a badass. But what I'm really doing is I'm, talking to my nervous system. I'm talking to my psychology the whole time, very specifically for in, the, in those various modalities. So when I'm lifting heavy shit, I'm telling myself that I am capable to handle heavy loads in life. Because girl, we both know that there are so many moments in your life where you gotta, you gotta handle some heavy shit. You got, you got heavy loads to carry. How are you doing that, you know? How are, you, how are you carrying that load? There are times where you just have to be like moving through moments of discomfort, like even just hot yoga, you know? It's so uncomfortable at times, right? And what do you have to do in those moments? You have to just kind of slow down, be very present and breathe. How many times in life do you have to do the same thing, right? Um, it, the list goes on and on, man. There's times where you gotta go. Like it's go time, sprint, go, push, hit. What do you got? Let me see it. So for me, you know, when I'm, my brother, Mike Sfai, is an incredible strength and conditioning coach. When we do these track sessions, we're like, 
oh man, they're so fun, but they're so brutal. And you know, you're doing like stairs, you're doing jumps, you're doing all these different things, swinging a ball, like that's 10 pounds. And then you're pushing and the sled has to be at least over a hundred pound. And it's, if you're listening to me in those moments, when it's really hard pushing the sled, it's like, my love, my love, we have done harder things than this. My love, this isn't shit. Go, show me, I got you. And the emphasis here that I'm trying to, to, to make is that the, there's a skill transfer there. Do you know what I'm saying? So on the one hand, yes, you are physically taking care of yourself. You are supporting your vitality. But when things get really hard in my business, when there's deadlines and just excess pressure, I can take all of those various skills that I just shared with mm-hmm. you. Stop, breathe, calm down, slow down, be present, push, you know, all of it and put it into application in these, you know, other aspects of my life, it transfers strong. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Dude, that's so true. <laughs> all right, guys, now we're actually gonna do everything you just said. We're gonna put it all into practice because it's so important. I want everyone to see, yeah. girl, you do not just talk the talk, you freaking walk the walk. <laughs> and part of me is like, I really want, you know my mission, right? To impact women, to yes. make that change, to spark that change in somebody. and. When I think about what we do here, me and you always talking, and we do so many, like we have such amazing conversations. Mm-hmm. I also think there's that other part of it where people are like, well, show me. Yeah. Like I hear what you're saying, Roxy. So if you just, if they just heard everything you just said, right? Like me, they're freaking in, <laughs> homie. They're like, oh my God, that's beautiful. But how the hell do I do it? Right? Yeah. That's where people then get kind of stuck where I wanna make sure that these, this episode today specifically is actually teaching people the skills yeah. so that after they ha- they literally stop watching this video, they can go out and do it. So today, me and you are gonna go and actually do these things mm-hmm. and you're gonna coach me through how that physicality connects with the mental. So guys, we've got some surprises <laughs> coming up. Are you ready, homie? I'm so ready. Number one, self-love is not making excuses. All right, Roxy, what are we doing? <laughs> we're gonna sit our butts against this wall for as long as we can. We're just gonna, yeah, we're gonna lean into that discomfort. We're gonna feel that burn and just see what we got. All right, so we're literally gonna do wall squats, guys. Yeah. Roxy's gonna help us understand why the hell we're doing wall squats <laughs> and how it's going to make us, our minds and our brains freaking badass. Yeah, you know, some of the, the wall squats, Nothing fancy. It's not some, you know, very complicated move. But that's the thing, Lisa. There's a lot of moments in life where it's not some big fancy. It's actually the small, almost mundane, like those boring movements, the repetition work that are really difficult because it's actually easy when something's new or it's, you know, fancy or, you know, any of that to like, oh, okay, let me try. But when it's just that repetitive, repetitive, repetitive stuff that you know very well is what makes those 1% incremental differences. If I could do something that's kind of boring and just continuously see, you know, every day, can I go for one more second, two more seconds, or how can I increase my strength? That skill transfers over in other areas of your life. When you don't want to do that boring, same old thing, but you know you need to because it's where you're going to make progress that's important, right? So I love it. This is so good. All right, guys. So as you just heard, we're going to do wall squats. And another reason I think, to your point, is it doesn't have to be extreme. 
Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be grand because here's the thing. This is where people make the excuses, right? It's like, oh, well, I don't have a member gym membership. Oh, yeah. oh, well, I don't have the books to read or I don't have whatever the time to do it. And this is the great thing. That's one of the reasons why we chose this exercise for not giving excuses. Yeah. And then secondly, guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I am still honest. As we were coming up with these ideas, you were saying all these leg activities, yeah. like, oh, we can run up. And I was like, yeah, but honestly, Rox, like, we're going to be running. The audience can't actually hear us. And what was it? Like, like 10, 10 minutes later, I was like, oh, I'm realizing I'm giving you excuses. I love I, your realness. Yeah, you, yeah. Because I fucking hate legs. Yeah. So this is one of these moments, guys. I want to call myself. So let's, we're yeah, going to do it go. and we're going to keep talking. So yeah. show, sh we want everyone to do it at home because right now, guys, we're going to work on how the hell we stop giving excuses. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of these exercises we want you to do with us. All right, take us through so, it and we're going to so keep gonna talking. So we're going to just really, we want to get real level, right? So we're not sitting up here. We're not down here. Just as like, you're sitting in a chair, right? Okay. And you know, I love that you brought up the point of, um, you know, it's not this complicated thing as well, where it's like, people can make excuses. Oh, I don't have a gym membership. People think it's like the most common uh, thought that people have of me of like, oh, you're just like beast mode all the time. You must be beast mode. No, I'm not. Beast mode has a place. And there are certainly moments in my training throughout the week where I'm pushing. And it depends on a lot of different things. You know, what did I do the day before? Where am I hormonally? All of that. But the, the overall concept here that I'm sharing is that it's not the beast mode, Lisa. It's the consistency. Mm -hmm. If anything's fucking beast mode, it's me being consistent. Because that is the most challenging part because... Because, because life happens, because you're tired, because you name it, there's always gonna be an excuse if you allow there to be an excuse, right? So for me, it's, it's, it's really important to, to put this out that it, it, it's not about like doing the beast mode or doing the extravagant or doing the fancy. It's about not making excuses to do the simple things that you know you need to put constant repetition work in and reminding yourself that you're you're worth the effort. You're worth it. Is it burning yet? Yes. <laughs> you were so stoic. I was so like focused on you. So actually, so here's the other thing, right, with the excuses. Sometimes excuses are freaking real. Yeah. And that's the yeah. problem. So using and look I was like joking about the leg thing but I'm dead serious I recognize within myself that when I give excuses about not wanting to do legs it allows me to use that idea in other areas of my life and so the second I've accepted that I can or the second I realize I accept excuses mm -hmm. in one area it's gonna spill and I'm slowly slipping I'm slowly you got slipping it, girl. do it for one more second Lisa do Ooh. it for one more second because you can you could do it for one more second you can do it for, yeah, exactly. It's all, you see that little, like, that reserve moment? That reserve moment is in fucking everybody, but not everybody is willing to push the trigger on it. But you're doing it. Look at that. You're like five more seconds in. If I didn't say anything, you might have fallen. But this is what you need to cultivate within yourself is tell yourself, yes, I can. I can go. I can go. Well, you got 10 more seconds? I bet you do. I bet you do. And even if you don't, girl, you still tried. And that's the fucking point that we're making here. All right, so talk to me. I'm going to keep yeah, talking. So I can keep fucking going. Talk to me about inches make the mile. What does inches that mean? Inches make the mile. Everybody's looking at the mile, the mile. But the inches is where, yes, girl. I'm so proud of you. The inches are what 
make the mileage? Can you make an inch of progress every single day? Because that adds up to the miles, to the big picture. Trust me, I'm burning over here too. Like, so it's like, <laughs> all right, you keep going while I keep talking to you. All right, so, so yeah, no, inches. So let's talk about that Ooh. inch because, like you just said, I was willing to quit. Yeah. And yeah. you said, just do it yeah. one more. And I'm like, come on, come that on. That was you one more fucking inch. Yeah, exactly. You went, you actually went a lot further than you thought you could go, right? What was that, an extra 30 seconds or 20? Who knows? We're not counting necessarily. But the point is that you had to dig a little deeper. You're fucking beast mode, girl. <laughs> Are you getting this shit? This girl is quivering and she's still going. That's because freaking... you have to make friends with it. Whoa, all right. How are you making friends with it? Because right now... Because I know that every second I can still stay in this discomfort, not make an excuse of let my brain like tell me, you know, the brain wants me to be safe, right? And start negotiating, right? We've Whoa. talked about that. Negotiating, what is, what is your brain like, saying now? Well, it What's the negotiation? negotiation. Like, girl, you're good. You prove your point. You could do it. And I'm like, but this is where my heart comes in and goes, no, you don't lead me. I lead you. Ooh. We're a team but don't get it twisted. My heart will always take the reins. And my heart is what pushes me through to hit that switch, to go into the reserve and pull some shit out of me that I didn't even know I could do. You know? So it's, it's really like you just have to push past the point. I'm falling, you know? But I can fall with respect. I can fall and feel proud. You know what I mean? Can you fall and feel proud? You can when you put your fucking heart into the work. Just straight up. Fuck, honestly, girl, I just, I just fell to the floor. I was just like, I'm done. But like that slow, you could, you could tell you were holding on with every ounce of your being. That personality trait, tell me how else that serves you. Because I don't want people to think this episode is all about physicality. No, it's not. And I, I love that because, and it's so important that you say that because for me, Again, so many people see me and they see my form and they see my athleticism, but it's never about that for me. It's always about the internal, the inner shapes the outer. I am a path creator. I am living the life that I choose to live, right? My authentic self, my heart is leading me, meaning I say yes when I truly wanna say yes, and I say no when I truly wanna say no. There's no shoulds that live in the heart, so I don't play the should game. When you live this life of authentically being who you are, carving out your path, you're absolutely unreasonable. There's things that logically don't make sense. And you're like, doesn't matter. I'm going this way because this is what's, you know, guiding me. And there's a lot of challenges, you know, for, for several reasons, um, the internal and the external. So when you're in a position like this, like in this physical um, challenge where, you know, the rational part of your mind is saying like, girl, we can stop now. Like your legs are burning, right? This is hard. We don't need to push, but that's not good enough for me because I know that in my life, if I get, if I submit every time the rational mind starts to come in and, you know, give me that script, I would never be the woman that I am today. I would never <laughs> be here, you know? And, and this is just the beginning. It's always the beginning for me. Right? So it's like how, and that's why the inches make the mile. It's like, I'm, I'm in it for the long game, right? And so for me to really live this self-actualization life where you are doing your very best every day to be fully expressed, right? To express your fullest potential, 
you, you have to be willing to tell the rational mind, to tell the inner critic, to tell all of, all of that noise and that script, hey, calm down, however you want to do it. Sometimes it's like, I actually understand what you're saying to me because it makes logical sense, but I'm not going to listen to you because you're actually not here to lead me. My heart is here to lead me. And I'm willing to take the, the heart. I'm willing to fall. I'm willing to feel the shake. But just know that, you know, I showed up to meet the fight, right? So it's like, this is one of the things we all face uncertainty, everybody, uncertainty, uncertainty. I've developed a very different relationship with uncertainty, mm -hmm. um, you know, for lots of various reasons where career path, you know, when you're before this part of my career, freelance career, you don't know, no one knows what's coming next. But when you're like in that, that mode of operation, you really don't know what comes next, right? So like anything, you always have a choice. And for me, I've created comfort within myself by doing this. Did you show up and give it your fucking best? Now listen, optimal performance, peak performance, two different kinds of performances. Peak is the apex. We're not peaking all the time, right? Optimal is giving it your best in whatever circumstance in that moment that you possibly could. And every day that will look different. But keeping it real, right, what we do, mm -hmm. for me, it's at the end of the day, did you really give it your best? So if I can honestly say, hey, I did show up and I gave it my best, then when you're in these moments where you don't know what's coming next, how's it going to turn out, is this going to be... It just neutralizes that energy because mm -hmm. you're like, well, fuck, like, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. Like, I did my best, you know? So this, it's interesting, you know, to pull it all together. It's like, it, this absolutely supports that mental framework, that, that, that processing, you know? Like, you gave it your best right there. You went beyond your best even, mm -hmm. like, you, you know? And so can you see how that transfers over the next time you, you feel like you have to really apply yourself further, put grit into the picture, and maybe you're ready to quit, but then you can think about, but I was ready to quit there, and I just pulled out, you know, I hit that extra switch and pulled out a little bit more in me. It is so amazing. Everything you're saying is so freaking fun, so on point. And the one thing, and I've said this to you before, um, I think of you, like the words that come to my mind is a beautiful badass because you're very, very compassionate to yourself. Um, and you even say, self-compassion is gangster. Yeah. And I love that because it's like, I like being freaking badass, yeah. but you're compassionate. And it's something I'm working on because I'm not there yet. Yeah. I, and here's my, my um, friction with myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it works mm -hmm. when I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Lisa? Get your ass up. So when we were yeah. on here, mm -hmm. I literally, while you were probably being like, don't listen to it, right? Like you even were just saying the self-compassion <laughs> yeah. part of it. It's like, it's trying to trick you. Yeah. You're so nice, right? And I'm sitting there going, you fucking got this, Lisa. Don't you dare fucking let go. Like I'm screaming at myself in my ears. And it could po possibly start becoming detrimental to me. It, 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 yes. And so where that fine line is of having your own back, and I love this phrase, be your own freaking ride or die. Yes. That is so damn strong. And so for me, I feel like I've always got my own back. Yeah. Sometimes I need to scream at myself. Yeah. And sometimes, at least right now, I'm trying to learn the compassionate side to it because that I'm not there yet. Well, just again, always gonna just uh, love you so much for being so honest. Um, we can't make any progress without being real, right? And so I'm not saying that I don't have moments where 
my my moments are more like Mickey and Rocky, like where it's like get up, you know, like you're your own hype squad. A hundred percent, and the and and the energy and the language that I use, it really just depends. Like I was saying, when I'm pushing that sled and I'm just like at the end, I there's something about hearing myself say, "My love, we got this." And it's not me babying myself. It's me in the ultimate state of unity with myself because I fucking love myself. So I think there's a place for both. There are some times where, for sure, like the brain, when the brain starts going, and I'll be like, Roxanne, stop. Oh, you full name yourself. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) shit. I'm a fool. Yes. (laughs) Roxanne, like. You know, so it's, and I'm, I speak out loud to myself. There's power in that. That is not something that I learned, but apparently there is science that backs that up, but it's really. You actually say the words I, out loud then. Oh, I talk out loud to myself all the time. Oh, do you? Everything that I'm saying to you, my love, like that's all out loud. Oh, that's not in wow. here. Oh, you gotta try it. Oh, like, he's like totally like shunning my beliefs no. right now. Wow, oh, no. you say it out loud. Oh my goodness, all the time. So whether it's in training, like oh. I'll be running the beach and I'll just like, it's hard. You're sprinting. I'm like, come on, Roxanne. You're fucking different. You're fucking different. Go. Yeah. Out loud. Because how would you feel me talking to you right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, right? Hearing, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, hearing yeah. my energy, feeling my energy, that affected you differently yeah. than if it was just kind of silently yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. It pulled something else out of you. All right. So take that to other areas of life because again i really want people to know we're not just talking about fitness here so yeah. take that idea where you're you're full naming yourself yeah um or you call yourself out like yeah do you ever do it in business uh, relationships percent yes so yeah i'm gonna try the wall squat again as we keep talking yes. cool with that yeah i mean just you know a couple months ago i remember things were just i don't know there was like a misalignment of things just to move it kind of quicker and just to say that like there was a lot more happening up here and I caught it gratefully because self-awareness when you have strong self-awareness skills you know it it, you can do that right so I found myself putting excess pressure on myself that I did not need to put on myself it was like hey girl like I get it this shit's hard right now there's a lot going on we've got this and we've got that I do a lot of hand on heart and I'm like, but hold on, like, let's just like be here right now. One victory at a time. What's going on here? What matters and what really doesn't matter? And you start just having these conversations with yourself. Lisa, here's the thing. It's interesting. I think that there's a common, um, it's, there's a common tendency for people to think that they really know who they are. Mm. Oh, I know myself. Like, I'm born here. This is my family. I like this food. I don't like that. I dated this person. I'm... That doesn't mean that you actually know who you are, right? You know when you learn who you are? <laughs> it's like, right yeah. now. You learn who you are in moments like these. See, I get you hard. Win. I get angry. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, you learn who you are in moments like this. You... You have to do, here, here's the point that I'm gonna make. I'm gonna just sit, but the point here is look, to develop any kind of loving, trustworthy, respectable relationship with anybody, what do you have to do? Accept yourself? Yes, Ooh. but where I'm driving this is you have to invest. 
Mm. You have to invest. You have to invest time. You have to invest energy. You have to invest in the, the being that you are to learn, to distill, to, to listen to your heart, your intuition. What are your true core values? What do you stand for? You know, what are your core beliefs? Because I think that everyone can agree that life has endless hard moments in it. Mm -hmm. So how do you build your resiliency? How do you build your perseverance? How do you build your capacity, your grit to handle and to not just handle, but to find ways to thrive in these endlessly, you know, hard moments in life? Well, you know, there's, you could do it in the physical realm like we do. And I actually, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a huge advocate for because it's low hanging fruit. Unless unfortunately you have some kind of issue that where you can't. But you, any time I leave a session of training, whatever that looks like, I, I mean, I just feel more capable because I am. And I've also, I've also fortified the relationship with myself because again, throughout every bit of my process, I am consciously moving with my girl and she's moving with me, my muse. Mm -hmm. I always talk about it. Yeah, I love that you are your own muse. Yeah, well, aren't we, I mean, conceptually, wouldn't it be great if we were all our own muse? Yeah. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams 
a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash lisa all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. Right? It's such a beautiful frame of reference. Thank you. Like it's so, it, it really hits home. Words matter. They're, I, words cast spells. Yeah, words yeah, are, yeah, yeah. I love these. <laughs> words, words, the audible, the inaudible. It's it's a frequency. It's It's an experience that we are giving ourselves that you know we're giving you know our audience right now too so they absolutely do matter i'm very specific about the words that i choose whether they're silent within myself or in conversation with anybody but um to to create a relationship with yourself capital s-e-l-f i always write you know in capitals is to me first of all the most important thing uh that anybody could do in their life because I would say, I don't know if you ever heard me say this, but like the one variable that doesn't change in life is that you're in you until you're out of here. Mm-hmm. Like everything else can change, likely will. But this isn't changing. This meaning you in your body, in yourself, in your consciousness, in your heart, in your intuition, this is here until you're out of here. So it kind of makes real great sense to get into a really great relationship with yourself. And by the way, I'm not saying that this is an overnight process and I am certainly not saying that this is necessarily an easy process. I'm 44. I literally was about you to know? say I'm 43 and yeah. I'm still on my journey. I hope to until I'm in the, my 90s. Yes, girl. Yeah. yeah, because well that's all mentality mm. and and you know what? This all this stuff helps that mentality, right? Like I have this whole thing where I don't I don't somebody asked me, you know, on this birthday like how old do you feel? I'm like old. I, I don't feel old. In fact, it's not even in my lexicon. I'm strong. I'm 44 years strong. Next year, I'll be 45 years strong. It's a different o- approach towards life. Oh, you're just like getting stronger as you move towards life? Because we've been so groomed mm-hmm. to be like, oh no, we get frail and we fall apart. Right. I'm, saying not, we're gonna, I'm not denying the fact that we're out of here one day, but I am saying how strong can you be in your life the whole way through? Mentally, physically, emotionally. So. so true. And there was one thing, oh my God, God, that was so far, I didn't want to interrupt you, but oh. the one thing that like is so strong is, um, to your point about the physicality of it, yeah. is building that up so that, you know, you have these moments of, you know, you're hitting a either a brick wall or you're go- moving uphill and then you use that as a proof of concept, right? And you get stronger through that. Yeah. Doing it through physicality, to me, is a controlled variable and I like that. Uh, yeah. Because feeling like you put yourself out there, someone breaks your heart. You yeah. put yourself out there, your friend betrays you. You put yourself out there, a business partner stabs you in the back, right? All of these things that make you stronger, they fucking suck, but they make you stronger, yeah. aren't variables you can control. And you put yourself out there and then only to get torn down. Whereas fitness, the body, I show up, no one else. No one's got anything else to do with it. Mm-hmm. Either I show up that day or I don't. Yes. Either I show up and crush it mm-hmm. or I don't. Right. The external has no impact on then on me. And so in these activities, like you're saying, I'm able to 
fortify, get stronger, mm -hmm. so that when something happens, if my heart breaks, if someone stabs me in the back, if mm -hmm. you know someone tries to push me around, yeah. I've already built my strength within myself yes. by myself. Yeah, and can't you, would you say then that when you say build, I've built this strength within myself, by myself, can you also see it as I've strengthened the relationship that I have with myself? That's interesting. I've never thought of it like that before. But, but it's it, really yeah, what you're, yeah. and, and, and you totally know this. People ask me all the time, like, literally, like, well, how do I just care less about what people say and their rejection or their opinions? I'm like, it's pretty simple. You have to care more about what you feel about you, right? Well, how do you do that? It's that relationship with yourself. When you show up here and nobody's paying you to do this and nobody's lifting the bar for you or holding you up and you're just doing this work by yourself, for yourself, you are absolutely, you're in a moment with yourself, capital S-E-L-F, right? And you're in this dynamic exchange, you're doing the hard shit together and you leave and it's like, man, how do you, how do you not feel more love and respect for yourself even if it was a day where it was like a little, it wasn't your greatest <laughs> session, but you still showed up, yeah. right? We got to just show up every day. We have to show up. And so the point there that's so powerful, I believe, is that, you know, when you can develop this relationship with yourself, and when I say you can, I, I believe that anybody can, right? But again, it's this investment work. It's a repetition. It's a showing up and it's you doing it for you because you're worth it, it affects how you move through your life and also affects how people move with you in your life. All right, homie, let's learn some discipline. <laughs> let's do it, girl. I love discipline. I know that it doesn't seem like a very sexy thing to want to apply in your life, but, you know, Jocko Willink, he has really put a new perspective on discipline where he said discipline is freedom. Mm -hmm. And it, it really is. Because when, you, when you're applying discipline in your life, first of all, I believe and I know in my own life that it has cultivated self-respect, right? It's like full integrity. But when you, when you know that you're going to just do the thing consistently and you have the discipline to do it, it shuts off other options. The back door is closed, right? It helps with decision fatigue. And again, like it's, it's the performance here is the consistency. Like if you do really great in whatever, like excellent, we all wanna do great. We all wanna kick ass. We all wanna, you know, but I think the most important thing that we're really driving home here that I certainly am an advocate for is chase consistency chase the discipline that's the that's the winning on the way to winning that's what's going to get you to the finish line with this relationship that you're cultivating with yourself that says like damn you know that was hard i didn't even know if i could do it but i tried and i'm so glad that i did and if i could do this like shit you know what else could i do kind of thing right so all right, yeah. so tell us why you've chosen this activity and yeah. what this means and what, yeah. how this is going to impact the us. The dead hang. Yes, Again, dead hang. It's similar, you know, kind of to the wall sit where we're not doing anything fancy. But in life, there are so many moments where it's like, you got to hang on. <laughs> like, legit. No matter how tough and shitty it is. No matter how hard, no matter how tired you are, like, you have to hang on. So the dead hang is actually one of um, Peter Tita, incredible high performance longe longevity doctor. 
he recently was, uh, recently was on um, Andrew Huberman's podcast and they were talking about some of the exercises that he puts his patients through to really just see where they're at for longevity reasons, right? And the dead hang was one. And um, I don't remember all the ages, but he pointed out that women specifically at the age of 40, so optimal is a minute and 30 seconds. Okay. Right? So as you move up in age, then you get more lax there. But a minute yeah, and 30. A minute and 30, girl. That's a, so here's the thing. I didn't know that. No. That's yeah. amazing. I have no idea how long I'm going to hang for. I have no, uh, um, no idea how long you can hang for. So this will be an amazing test. And what also, I'm going to make a promise to you. What I'm going to yeah. do now is after we do this for the next four weeks, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to see if I can beat this record. And in four weeks, I'm going to let you know if I've managed to beat it or not. Because this is about discipline. It is. And so it's not necessarily about where I am today and feeling badly about, oh my God, maybe I can only do 10 seconds. Yeah. It's about, oh, I can do 10 seconds today, but I know with practice, consistency, and discipline, I'm gonna be able to get to my minute 30. Okay, I have to point out something that's so powerful, so powerful what you just shared right now. You just said, like, you, you've never even done this necessarily. Not like, just, I've done like some pull-ups. Yeah, I haven't you've done, done that in a while. But you're not like just going oh, at- Oh Jesus, never. Right. And that's where most people wouldn't even want to go forward. Do you know why? They don't want to face. Oh. But what if you drop in 10 seconds? Oh. How's that going to make you feel? The funny thing, oh, I love this question. It would make me feel driven to be like, that's, and going back to the voice, I'm like, that's all you can do, Lisa? 10 seconds? I'm going to show you. And it's like myself is showing myself so that next time I'll be like, you can do 15 seconds, damn it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that, that's what, that, that is the ultimate. I, I feel that to be driven by the challenge is the goal, right? Mm. To seek the fight. Mm. But unfortunately, most people won't even go there because they don't want to experience that, oh shit, I can only hang for 10 seconds. Just try it. And then let's just say it's, how do you know you're not gonna hang for 15 seconds, but you don't know until you try, mm. right? So there's so, like, I'm just inviting our incredible audience to go, hey, even if you've never done it, even if you're scared, even if you're not sure you could do great at it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Because how you cultivate self-respect and that self-love and all this stuff that we're talking about and that strength and that I'm capable energy is by trying, right? And then do the work, you know, to be consistent, to try and make advancements, you mm -hmm. know, or not, even if you tried one time, but to not try because you're afraid of what you might face, you know, in terms of like with your own self. Yeah. It just gets me motivated. I'm gonna go back to your winning um, on the way to winning. Because if I only do 10 seconds now, and we'll see in a second how long I can last, but let's say I only do 10 seconds. Yeah. My winning on the way to winning goes, cool, I know I need to get to um, one minute 30, right? That's mm -hmm. me actually winning. Yeah. Let's just say based on what you said. Yeah. So winning on the way, if I'm at 10, tomorrow I wanna be at 11. Yeah. Exactly. The next day, I want to be at 12. And if I still hit 11 that day, I'm still on my way. I'm still winning on my way to winning. Exactly. I and love that. Winning on the way to winning, inches make the mile. And also just being turned on by the challenge. Listen, I always say this, like, everything in life is information. What separates us, this is my own kind of introspective, aha, moments in my writing. What separates us as individuals, in my opinion, is twofold when it comes to the information piece, right? So sunlight's information, sleep mm -hmm. is information, this is information, food is information, it's all information. What separates us is the information that we individually choose 
to ingest, to participate, to exchange with. And then there's information that we didn't choose 2020. Mm -hmm. And it's how an individual moves through that information, how they respond or react. But everything is information. So what I like to do is invite everyone to, to pull the best out of yourself in any and every moment of your life. We have to remove this self-judgment and we need to replace it for what I call the student lens, right? Like, because the student is curious. Mm. You know, if we're judging, not only is it just, you know, we've concluded, like, are you done? I'm not done. I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. I mean, you are you like queen of growth mindset. We've talked about this so much and there's a great reason for it. And to, to operate with that growth mindset, you have to be willing to place self-judgment out of the picture mm. and to be, you know, operating from more this curious, open, and po- there's a word that I love. Um, you you want to become a possibilitarian. All right, so you're going to show okay, up okay. what's possible and then yeah. I'm going to give it a shot afterwards. Okay, so, so should I time? So the goal is a minute 30, is that right? Do you know what your record is? So the last time I did it a couple weeks ago, I hit two minutes. Jesus, yeah. all right. Personal best. Let's see if she can hit two minutes. All right, ready? And go. Go. All right. So you're hanging on there. Got the time going. Yeah. So what do you talk to so me about the mindset for, for right sure, now? For sure, it's going to be, it, it definitely adds another layer of challenge when you have to be in a conversation, you yeah. know, but that's okay because we're not backing down from the fight, right? There it's it like, is. Cool, let's do this. We seek the fight. We seek the fight, girl. Yeah. Well, I just personally, I love this so much because of, you know, what we said about like, man, there are times in life where you just got to fucking hang on. What do you got? You know, it's always like when I'm in the moment, like the heat of the moment, and it's usually in training because again, it's that controlled, like I could push myself to a whole nother level, which isn't to say in my life, oh my goodness, there are so many moments, but in those moments where I am just like, fuck, how am I going to fucking keep going right now? Like what, you know, it's, it's this question of like, what do you got girl? Who are you? There's something about the, who are you? Who are you Roxanne? Who are you? But when you ask yourself, who are you? What is your answer? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, is it ever negative? No, never. Not at this stage and in my twenties, but it used to be. Oh, in my 20s. Well, all right, yeah. let's, because here, here are some people yeah. now think you an, 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 are an anomaly and mm-hmm. I don't want them to dismiss you yep. because if you were the person that used to be like that and now you're like, hell no, what is that? Well, in fact, let's start with what were you saying before to yourself in 20s and I can't believe you're still going. One minute 43, this is super freaking Oof. impressive. I, you know, it's just putting myself down where I didn't need to. First of all, I wasn't in my optimal state of health, so there was that. And that made a difference to you being a hundred percent. That's why I'm such an advocate. I'm slipping. I'm fucking slipping. Come on, girl. You're two minutes, two minutes and one second, three seconds, four, five, (laughs) two minutes and seven seconds, girl. Well, so the connection here is to say like, look, when you, you are in your healthiest state and health is going to feel and look different for everybody. Right when you are in your healthiest state, whatever that is for you, you just, first of all, I believe you can tell me what you think, but the volume on your intuition is louder. 
you are less toxic as you inside. get older no it's not even that you as you get older it can be but it's more to say that when you are clean in here when mm. there's a when there's health going on in here the everything is just working stronger and in one thing that is working stronger is the volume on your intuition it's this connectivity with self right because you got to think like it there's less toxicity you're not right so the channels are more open is what i'm trying oh. to say right Sorry, before, yeah, can you pause there? Because yeah. I just want to make sure that I understand this. Yeah. So when you feel pain, it is your way of your brain saying, hey, there's a problem here. And so all of your focus goes to one area to repair it. It shuts mm -hmm. down other parts, right? Which is why your body gets inflamed. It protects it. Your mind's saying, hey, there's danger down there. So now you're trying to fix it. Right. If you're completely free and your mind isn't being occupied with, hey, your body's inflamed. Hey, you're tired. Hey, your gut hurts. Hey, then you have the space. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Your functionality is just stronger. And also, you have to think like, listen, your emotional resilience, which is something that I'm always like physical, okay, cool. But your emotional resilience, right? Your emotional discipline, your emotional agility, that is absolutely affected by your health. And I know. And this is something that's so important for me to share and just and I say it frequently, but like, listen, I didn't come out and, and come into this organic. I ate Taco Bell in high school. Like I injured my knee, three knee surgeries. I gained, I don't know, 30, 40 pounds over my frame. Oh, I didn't know that. But when you really want to feel your best, which is to me the number one driver, like, because I know this, if I feel my best, how is that going to affect everything else in my life? Oh, you're going to show up like a badass. Exactly. Mm. So if you want to show up like a badass, then it's probably a good idea to do what you need to do to feel your best, right? And so granted, like your 20s, you're just interested in different things. And I was trying to get back to homeostasis and, you know, get into my, my body composition that was healthy, but I wasn't doing necessarily all the healthy things. And so, you know, I've been writing my whole life. Those journal, Those years in my journal... I'm like, who was that? Because I was mean. At a, but also, at the same time, there was, this was still there, not as refined necessarily, but you can see the contrast that was constantly happening. And then I go through my 30s and I shed that, you know, the, the, those parts of me and then, you know, move into my 40s and it's like, <laughs> And I'm, you know, I just put this in a video for, for my digital course. I, I don't talk about this too much not because I don't want to or there's a reason, but most people don't know, they wouldn't, because it, that my childhood was fucking gnarly. I should fail. Statistically, me and my siblings should all fail. We come from a home of domestic violence. My mother had to fucking run away to save her life. Um, it, it's, a, it's a long, complex story, right? But the point here is this. This perspective of mine, this attitude, this way of life, this approach, this wasn't like, I didn't just come out like this. This is, I, I should fail. In fact, you know, I don't know, my family, we got lucky because you, I'm sure you're familiar post-traumatic growth, right? We all know post-traumatic stress, right? Post-traumatic growth. We went that way. We went the other way. Everyone in my family is an entrepreneur. Everyone in my family is doing their best, like making shit happen for themselves, like takes care of their health and well-being. And all of that comes down to a choice. And it all comes down to this relationship that we've developed with ourselves. So I, I never want this to be, you know, anything that I share that we talk about to seem 
unattainable. Mm. It is not unattainable. It is, it's just, it's simply being willing to, first of all, choose and then commit and be willing to start from the beginning. Be willing to start from the fucking bottom. Be willing to suck. Be willing to sweat, to take the punches, but know every bit of the way and every effort that you're making that you are just, whether you're aware of it or not, now there might be awareness of it, but you are literally telling myself or yourself, I love you, you're worth it. I love you, you're worth it. I love you, you're worth it. Keep going, keep going. You said something, by the way, that I'm going to ask you once I jump up so that I can yeah. trickily get have you talk while I'm concentrating on holding on. Um, so press the time and then I'm going to ask the question. Okay. Yep. Ready, girl? Yep. Start. So you said there's some people that do, um, that have post-traumatic stress and some right. people that have post-traumatic post growth. What is one of the biggest key things that separate people with the um, that get have the growth because when I think about that fine line yeah. that then leads to someone having a completely different life holy yeah. smokes yeah you know I mean I think there could be a lot of different reasons I'll just give you what I believe happened with me personally yeah, because it's the most honest um, in evaluating myself I didn't know this when I was younger I'm so proud of you right now I'm gonna um, be one minute 30 yeah How, where am girl. I where am I you're 39 40 oh. yeah you got all it all right you know what through all the hardship, I think for me, when I look back, it's like, well, why didn't you? Like, what happened? How'd you grow? It's like, well, first of all, I, at a young age, as a competitive athlete, I was a runner, I developed a relationship with greatness. There was something about greatness, looking at Flo Joe, my fucking favorite, and like, I just identified with an energy of greatness, right? You're at well, 113, you're a badass. The other thing is this, I didn't take it personal. It wasn't my, I didn't, I had, what, it wasn't my problem. Like, I had nothing to do with it. I was Tell me when I'm at 130. Yeah, you could do this. Lisa, you Ugh. do this all the time. You do way harder shit. Ugh. You do way harder shit. You were at 130. You were at 131, 2, 3. I'm so proud. Ugh. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I'm so proud of you. 40, girl. That's easy. This is easy. That's something I tell myself all the time. I, I didn't stop it on time, but it was 145. But dude, you want to talk about, I feel so damn great about myself now. Oh yeah, because like that's even, shit. But even like that adrenaline rush when you were like I one minute 30, 24, I was like, oh God, oh yeah. God. And it's like, you but, see the finish line. Yeah, but like that's part of the aggression helps me in those moments though. Yeah, well, and, and I don't, aggression I think has its place. And I certainly am like, come on. There's times where yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, like, come on. That energy does come out of me. You're not fucking putting yourself down. You're building yourself up. Mm. That's, yeah, that's, like that. Yeah. I'll stick with that idea. <laughs> but sorry, I, I ended up falling at like the biggest moment. It's like, and the keys to the universe is, and then I interrupt you. So, <laughs> the keys to the universe. Um, what was it? So, um, so you even said about the, yeah, about the growth thing. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, oh. So it was two parts. It was one, just um, the 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 connection with the energy of greatness, mm. right? How I, do you do that? Like when yeah. you said it, I was like, yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah. But everyone else, including myself, is like, what the fuck does that mean? And how yeah. do you do it? Yeah, Because totally. it sounds badass. It's such the, a great let's question. Let's take a seat. Yeah. We're gonna finish off this segment. No, oh. well, it's such a great question. Um, and it's, it's something that I actually really love to talk about because it, it can seem like, wow, it's so big. 
So let's bring it here. Well, so first of all, I was a competitive runner um, starting from the age of, uh, how old was I? I was seven, started doing like 5Ks, 10Ks, and then I went to track and, you know, up into my early teens. And so, you know, my father was really great at at presenting um, people of excellence. So whether it was Olympic athletes, you know, artists, musicians, poets, like it was never about status like, oh, what they, I mean, I love that Flojo, you know, she was the fastest woman in the world, the gold medals. But what I loved about Flojo, she had a relationship with herself, her outfits, her makeup, her nails. Sure, like everybody look at me, but you know, it wasn't about everybody look at me. I saw a sense of character there that for me, I'm like, there's greatness in that. And yes, you're actually the fastest woman in the world. You're winning. What does it take to win? Well, a lot of things. There's certain behaviors, habits, discipline, consistency. So it was me identifying what it took to express yourself on a great level, right? Mm-hmm. By way of character, by way of habits, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not like I had it all down at this young age, but the point is there was a connection. I felt it within me. I felt like it was possible. And I wanted to go to the Olympics. I didn't go to the Olympics, but that's okay because life is my sport. And so every day is like an Olympics <laughs> like for me. But the other part that we talked about when you were kicking ass over there was, um, you know, what post-traumatic growth, logically, I almost should have broke, right, in my siblings, but we didn't. And I really point it all back to the relationship that we developed with ourselves. you know? Really, it's, it, it is that. The reason why I asked you about if you've never had that is because I've, I'm now, I think of myself as an optimist, like, where am I going? What can I build? Like, the excitement of it, it doesn't come naturally to me. Oh, really? I spent so long being the negative. This means something about you, Lisa. This means that you're a loser, that you're no good. And so I realized I was naturally inclined to think like that. Yeah. And then I asked myself, does this serve me? And the answer was no. Yeah. And so I said, cool, I don't beat myself up over naturally being like that. Yeah. But, I, but I pride myself on being the person that recognizes that it doesn't serve me and I work to um, flip it. And so to me, I mean, you know, Tony Robbins, I think it was the person that said, how can you take the worst moment and make it like the most magical moment? I'm sure I'm butchering the quote, but something like that. And like that to me became everything. It was yeah. like, I naturally go to the negative. Lisa, that's fine. Don't be yourself up over it, but recognize when you do. So every time I notice it, oh, that's negative. Cool. What's the opposite? Great. I'm going to think like that. And it becomes a practice. It becomes a discipline. It becomes a habit that you have to cultivate. Like it's so freaking weird to think that you have to habitually change the way you think and create, unwind the habitualness yeah. that you've had maybe from your childhood yes. to then think a different way. And so I was just curious if you've yeah. always been an optimist or if you've always, or if that's a Yeah, I know. I mean, when zooming out, and again, it, the most fortunate thing for me is that I've been writing my whole life, mm. right? So it's for the larger part of my life, right? So I actually have proof. It's not just what I think or what I remember. And again, there were moments in my, mm-hmm. my, my 20s where it was like, oof, but I was going through hard things at the same time because again I chose myself the thing for me when I look at overall the dominant energy of myself is no matter what I faced and no matter how hard it was I'm going to look at the best possible outcome which doesn't mean that I'm oblivious or ignorant to what could you know what could go wrong but it's just that I know where my power is and my power is in my attention it's in my focus 
So I'm going to direct my attention and my focus on the outcome that I would, you know, desire. Mm -hmm. Whereas like positivity is more of like a state and a mood, you know? That's interesting. Whereas like optimism is more of a lens and a perspective, right? So do they go together? Yeah, totally, you know? But it's, there are times where shit just sucks. (laughs) Straight up. And it's like, uh, does that sound negative? To me, it just sounds real. (laughs) <laughs> but one could say that's not a positive attitude. Oh, okay, I don't care. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that you can say this shit sucks and yet I'm going to learn from it, right? Exactly. So that becomes like the, like, it's still an, op- you're an optimist about yes. sucky things. Right, because it's, again, it's the approach, it's the lens, it's the directive. And I, I personally love that because sometimes that's all there is to, to admit or to say, like, damn, this sucks. <laughs> this is, you know... But it's also like when you can just face that, it's like, okay, well, now what? Right, exactly. Right? You get what you focus on. So if you say, oh, my God, this sucks. Now what? How am I going to be in beast mode? It makes you focus on how to get out of the sucky thing. Whereas if you go, oh, my God, this sucks. I must be a loser. And now what are you going to do is your entire being, the way you show up every day, is going to act as in accordance to what you've just told yourself you are. I love that you said that because... I am a firm believer that our self-identity shapes our reality. Yeah. Right? So self-identity, self-concept, interchangeable, but it's it's what we believe to be true about ourself is what's actually shaping our life, right? There's a quote I love, like, you are who you practice to be. <laughs> and it's so important to understand, number one, we're here to evolve, right? Like, no one's stuck in you're you unless you decide you are. And ultimately, you want to be evolving, right? If you're in a place right now where you just don't feel good about who you are or what your life is or, okay, that sucks. I feel for you, but it's not over and you're not stuck. You can change, you can make differences, you can make a difference and you can evolve into a self-identity, into a relationship with yourself that isn't that, that is one that you love, that feels good, where there's reverence and integrity and self-worth. But it is that, you know, it's, it's, it, it is, first of all, understanding that it's possible. And then you have to decide, are you willing to invest what it takes to do the work to live into that self-identity, that relationship with yourself? Let's just say you're someone who's like, yeah, I don't feel good about myself and I want to make a difference. Okay, but yeah, you know what, Rox? I can actually see that it's possible for me to make a change. Cool. Awesome. Love it, because you're looking at the light at the the tunnel. tunnel. Now I'm going to ask you, what do you think can get in the way? You're going to wake up one day and you're going to feel sad or you're going to have a hard moment. Like, is that going to stop you? Is that going to, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. those, if if you can just be in awareness of that, it's not going to rock you the same way, right? So you're not going to go into guilt-shame mode because you know, you didn't expect that feeling to come. You were all motivated. You were making a difference. Let's just say I was doing really great. But then one day, whatever, whatever happens. And now all of a sudden it's like, I don't feel like doing the thing. And then you're like, oh man, look at here I go again, the scripts. I'm like right back where I started from. No, you're not. Right. But um, what I'm saying is like, if you can already just see those things potentially coming in to the picture, (laughs) right. Then you're like, cool, what do I need to do? right now knowing that that might happen to then face those moments because 
that possibility that I've already said is, is, is actually there for me, I actually really want to live my way into that. So that's more important to me. So let me just try and plan ahead. And maybe those things come up, maybe they don't, but you see what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's being more strategic instead of just relying on, you know, this motivational moment, it's being tactical, it's being strategic, it's being honest, and then it's being, you know, applying the discipline. I freaking love that. And to that point of, you know, like anxiety, the fear, all of that comes with, with the worry that something may happen. And right. so if you've already projected that, if you've kind of maybe tried to shine a light on the things that maybe yeah. you're concerned about, then you can actually just have a game plan. Be like, okay, what do I do when X, Y, and Z happens? Exactly. Are you ready to yeah, do the cold girl, plan? Like, like, oh yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> but here, and look, I joke, right? I'm not really as screwed as in the sense of like, it's going to be scary. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is. This is so, it's so perfect because it's like, look, we're both admitting that it's going to suck. It's uncomfortable. The truth is, do we want to do it? No, not really. But going back to like the reward, the habit, it's like we both know that how good we're going to feel once we're done with it physiologically and also just psychologically because of because of the, that's the reality is that we don't want to do it we'd rather just sit here and like I, girl talk yeah, more. Yeah. but but we know that there's so many moments in life like the ice bath where it's like i don't want to do this i, I don't want to stand up on this stage and give this talk but you know you gotta do it. So this is how we train ourselves to move forward in those moments, mm -hmm. to develop trust within ourselves that we could do hard shit. We can get through it, right? We're capable. Let's just make this very clear. We don't really wanna do this right now. We got this. We got, this. we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. 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 We got So, getting uncomfortable. Breathing through the discomfort. What I love about this is that you have to really dig deep. So things like this, I really have been dreading. Yeah, me, no, me too. I mean, listen, like it's a love and hate relationship because we know that what we gain from this is so substantial, it's so beneficial for mental strength, for the physical, you know, our physiology, for our overall health. It's just, you just, you, you know it's not gonna feel good in the moment, you know? But I love also how this takes you into a deeper relationship with every part of your being. Your physical being, so your nervous system, you have to talk to your nervous system and say like, hey, we don't, there's no lion chasing us. We're all right, like, we just gotta breathe. We have to slow down, calm down. And then there's the mental part that comes in too, of just knowing that we're in a situation that doesn't necessarily feel good, mm. you know, but we're better for it, right? Talk to me about the concept of you can't snap a string. Yeah, this thing, well, <laughs> so it's a great, uh, it's great to pull that quote into this moment because 
you know, for me, any anybody who, whenever we're rigid, we're fragile, right? Think about anything rigid. Um, it's just you're, it's easier to snap, right? When you when you stay flexible, when you stay malleable, you can stay loose and open. You you it's this concept that I came up with where it's like the string. You can't snap a string. So the goal is like, especially in moments where you're uncomfortable, where you're being challenged. Can you stay loose with it? Can you stay flexible so that you can actually respond to the challenge in a way where you won't break, you know? Uh, whether it's you just surviving the moment or whether it is you finding a way to beat the moment and, and thriving from it, it's easier to do that when you are in more of a flexible, agile state versus being rigid. So, that's... so right now, do you have your muscles rigid or loose? No. So, and you know, there's like being a surfer and also a uh, jujitsu girl, um, what I've learned through those uh modalities of movements anytime you get stiff you it's easier to to be submitted so if you're taking waves on your head you get caught inside you if you tense up you lose your breath you're it's easier to get submitted like in the water you, you actually can't hold your breath as long and in jujitsu you'll get swept you'll get submitted you know so staying loose in every aspect so you asked me about my muscles right now what i'm doing is i'm just First of all, just focusing more on like belly breathing, you know, um, and also to be honest, this is that repetition work that really comes into play that is so helpful. I just tell myself like you've done harder things, relax, you've done harder things, you know, and it just helps your mind will follow, you know, so we're just like, <laughs> yeah. But like, Ooh, you're right. it takes time. So here's the crazy thing. I remember Wim Hof. Mm -hmm. He came on Tom's show, Impact Theory. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting there talking about how like, um, and actually I'm noticing the higher my arms go, the warmer it is on the surface. So I'm forcing myself to put my arms lower because it's colder. Oh yeah. Noticing oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like, do the hard thing, people. Want to do the hard thing. Because <laughs> I, once upon a time though, I would have been the person that was like, no one will know. Yeah. Just put my arms here. No one will know. It's warmer at the top. I, but I know. You can't. I know. Put my hands down. Girl, that's such a powerful thing. You're, you are your own audience. Okay, mm -hmm. we've heard, we know we are the, you know, the writers, we're the directors, we're the actors of our story. But it's also important to say that you're also your own audience, whether oh. you're conscious or not. And you, you, the sooner you realize it consciously, the more you own up to the responsibility and the accountability that, you know, comes with that. You know, you, you want to witness yourself doing things with integrity. You don't want to witness yourself making excuses. You don't want to witness yourself, you know, taking shortcuts. You, you want to witness yourself trying, even just, you know, getting back up when you've taken punches and it's hard, like witness yourself because the power that comes with that is it's beyond any measure of words that I can share. It's just what I know in my life that has been and continues to be the most supportive to me because I'm watching myself at all times and I'm like, damn girl, all right, like, I love you. Like, you're trying, <laughs> you know, what else can you do? Yeah. That's so powerful. Um, and to that point, so that was kind of what I was going to say about Wim Hof. So when I first started him talking about like cold showers and cold baths and heard he ran that like 
in Van Marathon in the Atlantic barefoot. Oh. oh, in the Arctic, sorry. And I'm sitting there going, he's a madman, right? Like, yeah. I'm just dismissing him. I'm like, he's crazy. Why would you ever do that? Why would you ever do that? And as he's sitting there talking about the power of the brain, yeah. the power of the body, and that he can actually down-regulate his body temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, down-regulate his body temperature. <laughs> that shit is so impressive and insane. You want to talk about mind-body connection? 100%. And so as I was hearing him talk, I'm literally sitting there going, oh, it's crazy, why would I ever do that? And now, as he's saying all the benefits, I'm like, all right, Lisa, it's up to you. You've just heard why you need to do it. Mm -hmm. And now it's up to you if you're going to be scared and not do it. Yeah. And in that moment, you have to say, what do I pride myself on? Yeah. I pride myself on hearing the thing that I have to do yeah. and not wanting to do it, but doing it anyway. Uh, right? You pride yourself, you, you respect yourself. And that, that is an, that's a frequency. That's a frequency that you move through your life with, your entire life. So again, it's like using these activities, right, to conjure up and to cultivate these frequencies, these, you know, conversations, this ultimate connection with self that you then carry out into every other part of your life and you know gain from it benefit from it so okay so you i definitely think of you as like nothing nothing shakes roxy oh, like wow. nothing shakes you and i know that that's an, um, a mistake to dismiss you like that because i think that probably things shake you you just learn to cope with it i've honestly it all comes down to me developing the relationship that i've developed with myself because in those moments where i am shook I run inward. I've created safety in this being of me. I've created trust. It's never ever to be confused for this baby or lack of honesty. Like authenticity is poor. It's a poor value of mine. Like I will never lie to myself. But that's why I can trust myself because I know that it's a it's an honest conversation. So to get me through moments where, yeah, I'm being shook, how I frame it is um, I insource. You say that, um, you know, you deal with being shaken mm -hmm. um, and you turn inwards. You said earlier something that was so fascinating. I don't know anyone that's admitted this, or not even admitted it, but said it. Because I've so thought of us all have been there at one point. You said you've never broken before. Oh, nothing has ever broken me. Yeah. yeah. In these moments where you're getting beat down, whether it's he broke up with you, whether it's, a financial issue, whether it's you didn't get the opportunity you wanted, whatever it is, right? These really hard moments. The invitation for me is how could I get closer to myself in these moments? How could I be there for myself in these moments? Honestly, Lisa, maybe it's ego. I'm like, nothing breaks me. Nothing's going to break me because here's the deal. If something breaks me, you've now you've you have come between the relationship that i have with myself and in my life there is nothing that reigns above the relationship with myself right so does that mean i mean i'll just use a real life example you know uh the, the one <laughs> fortunately he's one of my very best friends but you know the only the, the the breakup of my love life right where you know i i i didn't see it coming you know and we were we were together for three years and i love him and he was like and all of a sudden it was like, yeah, this is going to end, you know? And I was like, what? It was like a Sunday. We're making food. I was like, huh? 
And, uh, you know, to, to just kind of move through the story, it's like, he, he had to go and he had to, there were just things in his life that he knew he needed to do just being solo, not being in a relationship anymore, you know, whatever. And, and the, the funny thing is like, I was always the breaker upper. <laughs> so this was completely new for me. And I was also very much in love. So I was not ready for it. So I remember this moment just like it's right now, you know, cause when those, when you get hit like that, right. It's like a very, it's your brain, everything, nervous system. And I just remember going, no, no, like this isn't real. Like no, no, we're not gonna. And, and I did the whole like, can we go on a trip? Like, can we try? We had been apart a lot. I was on a tour. He was traveling, professional athlete. And I was like, no, like this is just where we're at now, you know. And and then um, I just remember that that conversation with myself. Well, first of all, I should say this: I loved him, and I knew that for me, it was like, well, if you really love him, not your idea of him not your relationship with him, but if you really love him, and he's a good guy, he's just telling me the truth. Okay, pause there for a second, because that is so huge. I don't want to brush past it. How do you do that? Because so many people, it is the um, self-protection. Yeah. In that moment, to be like, he's a fucking arsehole. Yeah. To to give yourself a reason to um, hate them, because it makes you feel better. How on earth? That's because if we can get this across, this is really freaking fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, in that moment of utter heartbreak, where you're on 41 knees, yeah. you can still be so damn gracious. Yeah. Wow. Well, first of all, I will say that I am a firm believer that love and respect go hand in hand. And this is a, you know, a man who, who always demonstrated respect with his love. So he didn't do anything that was shady or like, you know, he was just literally saying, I love you, but I got to go. And yes, in that moment, anybody could still get in that defensive mode and be like, no, what do you mean? Da, da, da. But it's this ability to zoom out and go, what's really happening here? He's not saying you are wrong. You're not good enough. He's literally just telling you what he needs to do for himself in his life. And if you love him, then you let him go. Like there's no argument here. And if you love you, you hold in your own right now too. Like you don't, there's no falling apart. There's no, and by the way, that didn't mean that I didn't have tears. It didn't mean I didn't have, you know, a hard time processing, but, but it was just that it was like, look, he's not saying, I didn't take it personal. It's so easy to take. That's the bottom line. You know, the reason why it's when you're so like me centric, like, and you get into that defense mode, it's because you're only looking at it from that perspective. You're not zooming out and going, what is going on here? Like what, you know, this person is just saying who I, who you, you know, for me, it was like, I love you very much. He's just saying, girl, I love you, but I gotta go. Like, this is just where it's at. And whether I wanted to accept it or not. So it's just be okay with this, you know? And then it's also, me again always goes back to my writing but it's like yes was did my heart feel broken in that moment of course it did but in my poetic way you know expressing this and moving myself through this it's like anytime your heart feels like it breaks the work is to bring those pieces together in a way where your heart is stronger than ever before Mm -hmm. so again it's like this whole concept of like facing challenge and knowing that the challenge is, is going to fortify you, but it really comes down to your perspective of it. You know, if you want to stay down, if you want to be the victim, if you want to be broken, that's your choice. 
you could angle it a completely different way. I'm not saying it's easy. I am saying it's worth it though, because when you can come out of a situation, you know, for me, I can look back and I have so much respect for myself for the way that I moved it. Cause again, I loved him. That was not easy for me, but it is, you know, it, perhaps maybe a higher sense of um, emotional intelligence, but, but you know, this goes back to that relationship piece when you brought up um, before the dead hangs, <laughs> when you, when I was asking you, how do you develop a relationship with anybody with trust and respect? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you have to cultivate the self-love and self-trust within yourself. Can you see how that, in that yeah. moment, that was me in that moment also. It was one part, I love you, but it was also another part, I love me. So I'm just going to hold it down for myself right now because it is what it is. That's so strong. And I think so much, and I'm shivering now, but I'm, I know, still, gonna, I'm still going. Um, it's so strong because in moments of like, oh, everything we've been talking about today, everything we've been talking about leads to the, the mental strength that when you have hard times, how do you deal with it? Yeah. And especially with matters of a heart, I think those are the most tricky. And I've been married for 20 years to celebrate my 20 year wedding anniversary. Thank That's you. a big deal. Thank you. But even now, I say to Tom, if you cheat on me, I'm out the door. Yeah. Like, because the moment that I would forgive him for that because everyone has their own thing so yeah. I, i'm not passing judgment in any other relationship no, no, totally. but to me that line is if you cheat on me if you go behind my back the respect is lost yeah and so if i took you back that's a sign that i don't respect myself yeah so now what am i teaching myself and to your point about you can have a broken heart and still deal with it with grace mm -hmm. and um you know it doesn't mean it's going to be easy but i know myself and i know that if god forbid that ever happened with me because i've given myself my trust over completely to my husband yeah <clears throat> and if he ever broke that i know how i would react i know that i would walk out the door i wouldn't give him a moment's time to explain yeah i would walk out the door and to your point i would be devastated I'd yeah be so of course of course crestfallen but yeah. I would never disrespect myself mm -hmm. and take him back because I know that then if, again, if I don't respect myself, how can I expect someone else to? That is a boundary that is so dead clear to you mm -hmm. that there is no, like you just said so beautifully, like it doesn't matter, you know, 20 years, 25 years, you cross that line, that boundary, that's a wrap, mm -hmm. right? Having that clarity with yourself and that connection with yourself, this relationship that is so empowered, that's so clear, you're not flimsy. Mm -hmm. you're, you're operating with a sense of reverence for self and that is going to affect how people also respect you. I don't pretend that yeah. there's a world where my husband would leave me because it's about me, because maybe I'm, you know, I get older. I'm not saying that that's a reason. No, totally. But it could be. Yeah, yeah. And now in moments of that, where people are mm -hmm. fine, it is about you. Yeah. How do you make sure that it isn't detrimental to how you see yourself? It's, again, it's all about how you feel about you and the relationship that you've developed with you. If you can honestly say to yourself, with yourself, like, hey, do you, do you feel that you're, you know, a generous, you know, loving, nurturing individual? And do you feel like you show up at, like that in your relationship, you know? If I can honestly say yes, then I'm just gonna have to say, okay, well, you're, that's where then you're at, you know? 
And then there needs to be some kind of acceptance, right? It's like people are at where they're at, right? And it's not where they're at isn't always where you're at. And we need to be clear on that. But it's hard if you don't have a relationship with yourself to know to be anchored into where you're at with yourself. So if I know I'm the type of person that would be there for something, I'm the type of person that will you know, yes. um, have someone's back, I'm the type of person that when someone's down, I'm, I, you know, like, yeah. as a friend, I'm yeah. here. And let's say a friend turns around to me and is like, you're not a good friend. Yeah, yeah. So first step is don't take it as fat, mm -hmm. but do assess it. Yeah. Don't solve, don't just try and protect yourself and say like, no, no, I'm gonna be blind to it. Yeah. I'm an amazing friend, I'm an amazing girlfriend, I'm an amazing wife, mm -hmm. and they're great. Doesn't serve you. Yeah. So process it first, but yeah. know who you are, because that is gonna be the foundation where you don't then say, well, oh my God, they, um, they must be right and I must be wrong. Like, if you're grounded in who you are. Absolutely. I mean, I recently was saying this like, this whole thing called life, like this whole game, it's all about knowing who you are. Because nobody can just come in and tell you who you are. You can't be pushed around. Like when you're angered, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we are not open, that we are not able to hear, especially our loved ones, our counsel, our trust, you know. But in my opinion, when you really know who you are, nothing can override this knowing. Right? It doesn't mean in moments like that, for example, I've been called selfish. Oh yeah. Which is because you took the myself, let me guess. Yeah. Well yeah, or it's like I don't want to I, I'm gonna go um, I'm gonna go train or I'm gonna sleep and I'm not gonna go to that event because I know what I need to feel good and this is just what I need right now. And it's the most interesting thing to call me selfish because at the same time, I mean any of my friends, you being one of them knows like the if, if shit's going down, you're calling me because we're, it doesn't matter, Madagascar, where are you? I'll be there. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's how I rule out. You know, like, I'm not the French friend you call for brunch. I'm the friend you call for battle. I'm the most, I take so much pride in being there for my friends. But again, I don't have to position myself to be less than or do things that I know that aren't going to feel good for me. But so the whole point is to say this. In the, in the moment where, you know, the, the person called me selfish, you know, would I still take a moment to evaluate the situation? Thank you. Um, just to make sure that, you know, I'm like, is there another way I could be looking at this maybe from their perspective that, and if I can honestly say, well, no, you're just truly saying yes to what you want to say yes to, which is, no, I, I don't want to go to the event. I want to sleep. I have to get up early and perform. And then understand that like, you, you know, yeah, your friend feels let down because your friend wanted you to go to the event, so the friend is calling you selfish. It's like, well, you know, um, I'm gonna be okay with that. How the hell? So I've and that's so beautiful, and I've also heard you talk about not um, not making yourself small to make other people around you more comfortable. Yeah. And you're such a freaking badass. I can imagine people get intimidated by you, but there's, but that could be so detrimental to you and. The reason why I want to talk about this is I've really been building my confidence, as you know, right, for the last 15 years. And in the evolution of me building my confidence, over time, people that aren't as confident have, um, I've had one person that actually said, you're arrogant. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like, I built my confidence so much. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, wow, have I swung over into arrogance? Like, I really did pause, because I was like, I felt so good about myself. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So I, I was so just like, confident in what I wanted. 
And so in that moment, I was like heartbroken and it really like threw me off. And so I paused, it's like, okay, don't take it as fact, just assess. Yes. Because you love this person, you want to actually know, I've been out with them because I want to care. Right. So I took a pause and I was like, okay, assess what you said. Mm -hmm. How did you say it? Mm -hmm. Okay. If I was on the other foot, would that have come across to me as No, it just came across like I knew what I wanted. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what are they perceiving? And once you can put my, I could put myself in their shoes, mm -hmm. I was like, I know they struggle with confidence. So I was like, here I am. Oh, it's a moment of, I've crossed the line where I feel good about myself yeah. now, and that person hasn't yet. Right. And so I want to greet them with compassion. I yeah. want to greet them with empathy. But to your point, I never want to dumb down. Yeah. When I say dumb down, I'll like turn the volume down on my confidence. Exactly. But don't you think so that a lot of people, it's just, they just feel bad with themselves. So it's not yeah. even like, it's just their own insecurities. A hundred percent. I think there's more insecurity than security, yeah. you know, and, 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 and that's not at the fault of, you know, um, anybody it's, it's, I think there's a lot of factors uh, that come into play for that reason, you know? Um, I think just in general, how we've been groomed, society like teaches us, you know, just certain things that would make us feel more insecure at times, you know, but, but I do think that it's very important to stand in yourself and in your, you know, your confidence and in your self-worth and in your integrity and not turn down the volume on this so that you can make others feel more comfortable. Now, look, it's also, you don't, you don't have to overexpress anything either. But the, the, I think the point here is that you, ne you never want to, you never want to turn down the volume on who you truly are in any way, shape or form to fit into the room. So what do you do when you find yourself accidentally mm -hmm. um, intimidating others, but based on their own insecurity, not based on the oh, fact that I, This has happened so much. So, happened, <laughs> so here's the thing, yeah. tell me how you handled it, because the last thing I want, I, I always look at like what's going to derail people, yeah. like how do people get on the path and then what's going to derail them from yeah. the past? And so I really feel like I've done a good job of getting them on the path, like, hopefully, <laughs> but like I do worry about the derail as they start to build their confidence, as they start to build their badassery and their resilience, yeah. that there are going to be these moments that the people in their lives that may not be changing along with them. Right. They now perceive their confidence, them stepping into themselves as being arrogant. Yeah. And the last thing I want is for that to then derail mm -hmm. their journey of confidence. So how do you handle it? Yeah. Well, if, if, first of all, I love that, you, you know, you, you always bring self-awareness into the picture, whether you're saying it or not, but I think it's so important to say because self-awareness to me is the greatest attribute for any growth, right? It's like the gangster emotional intelligence attribute, you know? Because in you, in those moments, you know, you pausing and just kind of assessing, just asking the question. So you're not reacting, you're just responding, right? That's to me step number one. Assess and really ask yourself these important questions, even if it's silently and fast, right? Because this could be a, you know, whatever the environment you're in. Um, and for me, you know, there's different things that can happen. It, it really just depends, you know? If, if I'm in a situation where I can sense that someone feels a little intimidated around my energy, and I'll tell you what, Lisa, I, usually the intimidation factor in my world has never necessarily, I, I mean, it's not because, oh, look how confident she is. It's because you know very clearly that I'm 
it doesn't matter who's in the room, doesn't matter what's like, it I'm just very comfortable in being me. And that is an, that's an expression of confidence that comes out without saying I'm confident. Mm -hmm. I'm just comfortable in myself. So if I'm in a position where, and if somebody's in, in, in an environment with me where they're not comfortable within themselves, and then they experience someone who's just not efforting, I'm just, I'm just not closed. I'm just out here like, I can laugh, I can be open, I can be like, whatever, you know? That has, I've sensed it, because I'm very sensitive to energy, it's my first language, you know, people get like, you know, kind of stiff, or maybe even like, little, you know? And so there's a couple of things that you can do, you know? I think the compassion piece is important, because already understanding, like, look, you know, that's just where they are. Sometimes, like, you know, I can crack a joke, or just even start a conversation, and, and that has diffused, where it's like, because all of a sudden, the individual that might have had this impression of, you know, because I'm so comfortable in myself, which also exudes a level of confidence, that perhaps then I might think of myself as, like there's levels, like you're over here and I'm over here, which is the furthest thing for me, right? So then when you start engaging and interacting, it diffuses that and it's like, oh shit, and then, you know? But if you're in a situation like with you and your example where, you know, it was somebody that was close to you, and they're just, you're evolving in a way where maybe there's a misalignment now. You know, that's where, to me, I've, I've, I already have this understanding that and everything in life is alignment, right? You and I, from the beginning, it was just like alignment, right? Like it would- it just, We were like magnets. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like hugging each other, you know each other, and coming up to I just love it. Because there was alignment mm. there, right? There was resonance there. And, you know, there have been people in my life where there was alignment that was so strong at times, but because of how I evolved and they evolved, the misalignment came into play. So this is just having this awareness that there is going to be moments like that where there's just now a misalignment because of where you are on your journey and where the individual is. To me, that helps to, to kind of soften the reactions that could come in that could be cause someone to be defensive um, and very reactive and instead just understand the situation from that perspective that's like well okay you know i've evaluated and actually i i don't agree with you i i know that i'm not operating from arrogance i know that i'm just really comfortable in this you know me energy and and you know perhaps this comfort and level of confidence is you know setting something off in you but you know we're all responsible for our own self and you know i i can't do anything about that you know you being to the individual right what's interesting is is i um i apologize for triggering her oh. and i said because i was like look i have no intention of triggering you like that is not i'm so yeah. sorry if i did yeah like, I just know what I want. Yeah. So like, I didn't mean, like I was very genuine. Like, I didn't mean to come across. If I did, I yeah. apologize. But just so you know, I still stand by. Right? Like, and so yeah. that's the important thing is like trying to show the compassion to the person. Yeah. Um, but it was so important to me. I remember that day, and this was like a couple of years ago now. I mean, before yeah. COVID, so maybe three years now. But I remember that day where I was like, I so wanted to back down and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I might like shrink back. Yeah. And I was like, that won't serve me. That won't serve her. 
Memory. But I didn't want to have. So I was like, oh, this is one of those moments where I can be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to trigger you. Yeah. But I'm still true to myself, right? And so now it becomes this beautiful dance that you're doing where you're, you are showing compassion to that person. Yeah. But to your point, you're not making yourself smaller because I knew you go, I knew in that moment, I was like, Lisa, don't you dare make yourself smaller. You need to be proud of yourself that you got into the point where you were so confident it's gonna come out. Like you just said what you wanted and I didn't have to like worry about should I say what I want. You don't wanna to have to censor who you are. Mm. Like, I mean, do you, I mean, that's no, not, no, exactly. And you, you know, in that moment, you know, you, I'm very, again, specific about the words I use, right? You choosing to be loyal, to be loyal to who you truly are. Right, because that, that, that makes a difference, right? When I hear the word loyalty, which is a core value of mine, it just, it, it creates a different experience for myself. So it, if you were not loyal to your true self in that moment, and you, you know, were like, oh, and then you, you know, kind of turn the volume out, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's a slippery slope, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's insidious mm -hmm. because it will, even if you don't feel a large impact from it in the initial, which you could, but let's just say you did it. That pebble in the shoe will get very heavy throughout your journey because you'll continue to do that. So I always say that be prepared. It's always about this preparation. Be prepared. Choosing to be loyal, to be devoted to your authentic self will mean that you will have many moments where you're gonna face a lot of discomfort <laughs> And you're gonna likely also face a lot of pain. You know, you might let somebody down that you actually loved, but you had to be loyal to yourself yes. in that moment. But either way, so if you choose to not be loyal to yourself, you're gonna feel that discomfort and that pain as well. This is where to me, you know, somebody who's not truly lived this way, living your authentic self and your authentic life is such a core topic for me because it's like, look, you know, you might not feel it in the beginning and you're just kind of like, oh, bending here, lowering here. Okay, sure, I'll do this, but I don't really want to do this. I want to do that. And then, you know, the individual goes through a good portion of their life. And this is where the stories come up where it's like, there's just like this depression. There's, you know, or there's burnout or there's, and all of that to me, all of that just comes down to, there's a disconnect with self that has taken place, right? And, and so then the work becomes, what do I need to do? And it becomes spiritual work, it becomes whatever, self-care, like to come back to self so that I feel, you know, more whole again, right? So in summary there, it's to say this, choosing to be loyal to your authentic self doesn't get you off the hook from discomfort and pain, but just know that when you, if you're people pleasing, if you have no boundaries, if you're turning down the volume, if you're saying yes when you really want to say no, or saying no when you really want to say yes, even if you don't feel the discomfort and pain initially, and you may, but I'm just making it clear, like, oh, you will feel it in the long game, and it will become a bigger problem, a bigger issue to deal with than if you just stay true and loyal to who you are in those moments. Dude, yeah. it is so powerful. You're touching on one of the concepts that I love so much, which is the momentary happiness to long-term happiness. Yes. Like, ice cream tastes amazing. <laughs> right? Like, a big tub of Ben and Jerry's tastes amazing. That's momentary happiness. 
Yeah. And so in those moments where you said about loyalty to yourself, damn, that girl that hit you so hard, it's like if you betray that loyalty now, that may be easy bending the, yeah. like, the, the shrinking slightly. It may be easy right now. Mm -hmm. I'll just do it this once. Yep. I'm just going to do it for this person. Oh, but I love Roxy. Of course I'm going to do it for her. Exactly. But then to your point, what you realize is the long-term effects that that has become so detrimental to you that it's yeah. just harder to unwind. Because whether you understand it consciously, you've cheated on yourself. Jesus, you hit me with that one. But it's like, right? But it's the truth. You cheated on yourself. So, you know, it's like, again, and then when you're the audience, like, okay, maybe you've got the blinders on, maybe you're not aware, maybe you don't want to be aware, but you know it. Mm -hmm. You know it, and you will feel it. At some point in your life, it will come out and it might be big, it might be whatever, but you know, so it's like, look, you know, again, just, just accept that in any which direction, you know, being loyal, not being loyal, hard, pain, challenge will come up. It's just part of our experience with life. I say that to choose to stay loyal to your authentic self is how you can create this ultimate relationship with yourself and keep fortifying this relationship with yourself so as you're moving through your life and as you're moving through those challenges this is the winning on the way to winning right you stay yeah exactly it's just it's like and the more you do it the repetition work the more you you stay true in those moments i mean to me this is where true confidence comes from because you know i'm saying to myself i choose you girl I choose you. So that's why I can walk into any room. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, I choose me. And so you just express yourself differently when you continue to choose you in life. You know what I mean? It's just a, you can't, there's a different frequency in essence that you are emitting. The wealth, the opulence that comes from that, it's, it's immeasurable, you know? <laughs> God, that was so fire. Be loyal to yourself. Trust yourself. Do the hard thing. Face adversity. Get uncomfortable. Get back up. Where can events do all that with everything oh, they need to do? Like, you so teach you programs. Like, where can people go to? Like, hopefully, this really has just like started that journey for them, yeah. where they are their best people watching, become their best friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, where can yeah. they find all the amazing, you've got just like coaching and stuff, like where can they find everything you're doing? BlackBobBD.com is the mothership to all things, whether it's working with me uh, privately, whether it's digital course, future self digital course coming out, BlackBobBD Radio, my baby podcast. So that's, that's definitely the hub where you can connect with me everywhere there. And then Instagram, of course. Roxy, look, black book. And I tell you all the time, thank you. But guys, if you haven't heard it already, I'm going to keep saying it. Go check out her podcast, it's just so great. Thank you, Mama. I love you. This yeah. has been so much fun, and I do hope that, you know, it, it, it really just puts this message across of like, become a possibilitarian, become your own best friend, seek the fight, and you're worth it the whole way through. Right? Just straight up. Guys, guys, we really want to know and hear from you. What today brought you value? What did you enjoy the most? We're trying new things here. Me and Roxy, we literally just like, fuck it, let's give it a shot. Let's show people what it looks like to yeah. keep showing up, to do the hard things. So I really, really want to hear from you. Drop in the comments, what were the things that you found powerful? What were the things that you found funny? What were the things that you found um, you're going to take away and you're going to test and try in your own life? 
Um, and then please make sure that you go follow her, follow me. If you're not subscribed, guys, click that subscribe button down there. Tell your homies about Women of Impact. Honestly, that is the one ask I, I have, except for making a comment, liking and subscribing. But seriously, go tell your homies that this is the place to be to impact women. Let's create a movement. Let's start showing up for each other and for ourselves. Until next time, guys, be the hero of your own life. Peace. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>